Welcome to the place where midlife flyness resides. We aren't new to this. Uh, we're true to this. So I have a few things that I'd like for you to do. One of them's a question. The other one is a favor. So I'll start with the favor. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast so everyone can know just how fly we are, boo. And I would also like for you to send me your questions or birthdays if you got them coming up at k-e-n-d-r-a at w-o-f-l-y-a-u-n-t-y dot com. Hey girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey, girl, you got them headphones on. I know you do. I know you do. This is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast with me, Kendra. How you doing, sis? How you doing? All right. Let me look in there. You're looking good. You're looking great. You're looking fabulous. You're like, sis, how do you know that I'm looking fabulous? Because no matter what you're doing, you are fabulous. Fly, wonderful, fierce, amazing, and tired. I know. You're like a girl I am. I'm still recuperating. Yes, as well you should. As well you should. If you're in a good mood, be in a good mood. If you're not in a good mood, be that as well, okay? No guilt on feeling good or bad. Sometimes you like, oh my goodness, everyone's going through such a rough time. And, and many of us are in many different ways. And of course, you know, with our new <laughs> new normal. It all just feels like a fucking shit storm just all the time. But then there's still the beautiful things in life. You know, your friends, your family, uh, anybody that you get to connect with, anybody that loves you, anybody that you love, you know, you know what I'm saying? So those are the beautiful things that we can hold on to and going outside if you can and, you know, calling your friends I think we should bring Sunday phone calls back you know we can't visit folks anymore like we you know would like to right now let's just put that in the air for right now Mm-hmm. but I really you remember when you Sunday after church and and you didn't eat and and you're full and somebody might be watching a game or or sleeping or whatever else and that was a day that people would stop by you know, now nobody better not stop by nobody damn house now because you will get all kinds of somebody looking through the ring or the blink of the bird or whatever your camera is that you have outside and being like, can I help you? Hey, girl, it's me. It's your sister. Girl, sis, you know, you shouldn't have called. You should have called before you came over here. You going to make me stand out here and not let me in? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Was that a real reenactment? Did I hit kind of close to home for anybody? But yes, Sunday used to be the day where you'd make phone calls and or your family members would make phone calls like from around the country because normally on Sunday back in the day it was truly the day of rest and you would call and the phone call would be hmm let's say um hmm 25 cents a minute or something that just was outrageous and for the time you know that was a lot of money a couple of minutes on the phone. I mean, shit, just thinking about it now, like somebody fooled around and called somebody and talked for 30 minutes. That's a bill. Like that's a whole legitimate bill right now. And for sure back then. So if someone called from uh, on Sunday, it could be long distance. It could be your friend. It could be family members. And the phone call went like this. Here, you ready? Y'all ready? Hey, grandma, how you doing? I'm so good. Yes, school is good. I'm doing good. Daddy's good. Mama's good. Okay, you want to hear everybody's voice? Okay, and just pass that phone around and somebody would be looking at that clock like, okay, all right. Okay, well, I done been on the phone for uh, two minutes. I'm so glad I got to hear everybody's voice. (laughs) I'll give y'all a call soon. And that is what a Sunday (laughs) Sunday phone call was long distance. Back in the day, young people. When they had pay phones and stuff outdoors where you you didn't have your phone with you everywhere you went. And I think that that is a feeling that a lot of us are kind of reconnecting with right now. The reconnection of the disconnection, the reconnection of I don't need to be plugged into the shit all the time. It is not healthy for me. I do not need to be in the know all the time. It is not healthy for me. I do not need to be up on the latest things that Bow Wow is doing. It is not relevant to me. And by the way, (laughs) young people, if you don't care nothing about yourself, stop having super spreader events so your grandma's pudding recipe and banana pudding and black eyed peas and stuff, you can have them for next Christmas because you're out here with these super spreader events killing grandma and auntie and mama and them. I'm I'm in all of those groups. So if I sound a little upset, I know my people that are listening right now are saying this as well. And if there is a 20 something in your range earshot, turn this up for them and tell them that they fly ass, auntie. I put the fly ass on there. Tell, tell them that they fly ass, auntie. Say, stay your ass home. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're going to work, boo, you, we bored. But you know what old folks used to say about if you're bored, then you're boring. So that means you need to find something to do. Find something to do. And it, listen, if at this point, I really, really, truly understand my life in a totally different way. If you don't fascinate yourself, like finding out about yourself and learning all the intricacies of who you are and how you function and how you grow and how you evolve and what is a good um, a stimulant for you and what is one that just grates your fucking nerves. If you aren't fascinated just by the fact that you have a life and that you get to experience it, some reevaluation may need to be done. Not with me. Psychologist certified professional (laughs) qualified mental health professional you know i believe in them talk to your 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 um 
spirit leader in your church, your prayer team, your pastor. You know, I know pastors got a lot on their hands. So that's why I say talk to your prayer group. Put put a submission in there with your peeps and the whole thing and the whole thing. So what are y'all into right now? Like, are you on Peloton? Are you binge watching anything from Netflix? Um, did you catch Salt and Pepper? Okay, story time. So <laughs> y'all remember Budweiser Superfest? I remember Budweiser Superfest. That was a really big deal because, you know, hip hop was new back then. And of course, they always treated us like if it's some black people involved, then the entire police department needs to be there because the black children, they don't know how to act. <laughs> so, yes, our children would totally go in and storm a U.S. government building. It was the Budweiser Superfest and um, it was so much fun. Like festivals weren't really a thing for the black community. Like, you know, you'd have your local festivals in my hometown. It was the Afro Arts Festival. I do believe when I was a kid that Earth, Wind and Fire came to the Arts Festival. I really, I, I really think that. But, you know, it might be one of those things that I, I might be remembering wrong. But I think it was the Earth, Wind and Fire. And, of course, I've seen them since then. But just that those kinds of festivals were really community driven. So hip hop came along and it had sponsorship, like national sponsorship for the Budweiser Superfest. And salt and Pepper, Heavy D and the Boys, uh, Big Daddy Kane, I want to say LL Cool J. It might have been Rakim, but those are the ones that I remember. In the town that I grew up in, there were not a lot of those kind of activities that came to town, which was unfortunate, but, you know. <clears throat> so, um, because if you came to Florida, especially South Florida, there's nowhere else to go from there. Like you can't hop from Georgia to Tennessee to Alabama. You know, if you're in South Florida, you meant to be there. So, <laughs> so um, Salt and Pepper came and there was only a couple of hotels that, you know, that were decent to stay if you were a celebrity. And we were all teenagers hanging out outside the hotel and Heavy D and the boys and Salt and Pepper were all leaving. And they were like, where y'all going? Where y'all going to hang out? And we were like, we here to see y'all. Y'all are the, the main event. We just came to just see y'all after the show. That was the excitement for us. And they're like, oh, no, there's got to be someplace to hang out around here. We stayed in the parking lot laughing and kicking it like teenagers do. They came back, saw and pump heavy D in them about an hour later, like, uh, y'all were right. Tried to tell ya. So then we all just kind of kicked it in the parking lot. Cool people. And just looking at it now as 35 years later with hip hop and I am a hip hop head. I love me some old school hip hop. 35 years later, the fact that uh, once again, something that black people created was some kind of throwaway item. And now hip hop is culture, period. Everything that you see has a, a little bit of hip hop in it. And you see people using our language. Don't you hate it when somebody comes up to you with that? Hey, girlfriend. And yes, queen. And I love it from my people. But if you come in to talk blackly to me, I do not like that. I do, I do not like that at all. I've had to stop people before because I'm like, do you normally speak to your friends that way? Like, do you normally speak to your other friends that way? You don't? 
Don't do that to me. <laughs> All right, great. And and you know what? You can feel comfortable telling people that I don't like that. And of course, they could get angry. And especially if it's a white woman, more than likely, she's probably going to be very upset with you. Oh, I feel attacked. Well, I felt attacked when you came up and just yast queened me. And you, or yo go girl, or whatever. I don't appreciate it. Call the microaggression. Tell them to look it up. But all of the things that are were hip hop, we are hip hop. So we are the first generation of grown folks with hip hop music. What you think that that, that music in the elevator is going to sound like? Can you hear back that ass up in, in string formation? I'm going to reenact it. Well, you're working with the da 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 it's going to sound really funny in the elevator when we're going to our doctor's appointments and uh, and going to do all the different kinds of things. But they can't play uh, Michael McDonald in them for too much longer. They're going to have to start throwing some hip hop in there. It's a whole generation of people that grew up on hip hop, which is why we can say to each other, what's in your cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that red solo cup. That it has turned into a corporate coffee mug. <laughs> What's in it? What you got in today? A little tea, a little coffee, a little decaf. You need to dial it back. I know a lot of people are still not with the sugar thing. So cool with that. Cool with that. And if it's an evening and you're listening to me, then I'm going to assume you have a little something extra in your mug. It still could be coffee or tea or whatever. But I hope that it is bringing you peace. <laughs> Ooh, girl, I know you didn't think that was all. Look at all the amazing things that you've done. Now it's time for you to do what you do. It's the remix, boo. <laughs> Starting this one out with a little moment of silence. So very worthy of a moment of silence. This remix comes from an elder, now ancestor, Cecily Tyson. So interesting that last week's remix was about our ancestors, our elders, about those who have been leading the way, leading the charge, showing us how to show up and show out. Indeed. And Cecily Tyson. Oh, what a life. What a life. What a life. And why I am honoring her this week with a remix is because I think it is worth noting that so much of Mrs. Tyson's career came later in life. We know her from Roots. We know her from Sounder. We know her from Bustin' Loose, right? We know her from so, so many roles. But did you know she was 48 years old when she was cast in Sounder? Yeah. Or did you know that she was 53 when she was in Roots? Yes, I know, right? I know. She passed away. She transitioned at 96 years old. So that means that she 
once again, I think I shared this last week, but I'll share I'll share it again. A dear friend and elder in my life told me that the first 50 years are for everyone else. The other 50 are for you. And I think that Mrs. Tyson is absolutely a beacon, a ray, a shooting star across the sky, a reminder that so much of culture and society as a whole, as a whole, has this whole idea of being young, being the prime of your life. But I, I want to say maybe that getting being younger is the practice of your life. And you can put anything into practice, you're working it out. But when you get to be older, honey, and you realize the lessons that you've learned, the yeses that you're going to yes, the no's that you still say no to, your dreams that you have deferred for other people. Shout out, shout out for dream defer. What happens to it? Does it dry like a raisin in the sun? I forget the thing, but you get it. <laughs> um, Cecily Tyson showed us up until she left this earthly realm. She was still working, y'all. She was on how to get away with murder. She was, I mean, and present and not as an old lady role, a role that she gave herself to and allowed for us to see us, our, our family dynamics, our getting older, our children taking care of us what our uh generational stuff is on that how to get away with murder with her and Annalise their mother-daughter dynamic how it helped to shape um Annalise and the lot of the traumas that she came up with with daddy and with mama and all of those good things and uh, and she lent herself to that so that other people could see us in our fullness and we could see ourselves that's the main thing that we can see ourselves in our fullness our richness the beauty of our community the things that we see in one another but it stays in house right so my shout out in, uh, for this week's remix is a remix of all times is Cecily Tyson showing us exactly what it looks like when you live your life with your foot on the what on the gas. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what's the, what's the poppin' topic? Woo! The poppin' topic this week is stop. We're kicking off February with stop in the name of mm-hmm. Stop. What do you need to stop doing? I don't know. Stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do. Stop saying yes to places that you want, don't want to go. Some of you might, you might not, but stop. Stop yourself from negative thought patterns. Stopping yourself from not shining the way you ought to, sis. Stop yourself from dimming your light in order to make other people comfortable. You ain't for everybody and everybody ain't for you. Your path is your path and we gonna stop. 
We're going to stop. We're going to stop in the name of love. Not for that, that person that shall not be named. So let's stop in the name of the, yeah, we won't sing that song. How about stop in the name? You don't want me to sing. Ooh, before you break your heart. Isn't that a word? Stop in the name of love before you break your own damn heart. Aren't those the worst heartbreaks? The ones that you just really, like I knew better. I knew better. I shouldn't have did that. Why did you? Were you trying to make other people comfortable? Did you want to take on something just because it'll make it easier if I just go ahead and do it? So I'm just going to go on and do it. Stop yourself. Stop yourself. Evaluate. Take a moment. Take a beat. Take a pause. Is this something that I really want to do? Is this something that I want to be involved in? Are these thought patterns that I'm having healthy? Do they help sustain me? Do they help me to grow? Am I pouring water on something to help it grow in a positive way, right? Or am I pouring Vaseline on, I mean, Vaseline. <laughs> or am I pouring gasoline on it, right? Am I pouring gasoline on it and making it just set ablaze and making it out of control all because I cannot find the intestinal fortitude to say stop, right? I can't. I have been there and in a lot of ways I still am. It is an ongoing process because you have to renegotiate with yourself. What might have been a, 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 yeah, yeah, I'll do it for last year might be a stop. I don't need to do that this year. And the guilt that's associated with, I used to be able to take care of my grandbaby um, once a week or whatever, twice a week because my daughter needs to work. But this is becoming too much for me and I need to stop. How do I tell her that I need to stop without feeling guilty? I don't know if you can say it without feeling guilty, but I do know that the only person that's really going to suffer is you. And by association, that baby and your daughter's relationship with you and the baby and you, right? Because if you aren't doing this because it's something that you have the energy, have the emotional wherewithal, you, you don't filled your cup up, you've taken care of your things, or that you just might need a pause for something. It is good. It is okay. I sound like Medea. It is good. What will Medea say? It's, it, it's good. It is good and very important that you say stop. You say stop. Stop myself. Stop. Stop other people. Stop. Draw boundaries. Not because you're being a bitch. Could be. I've been called that before. But boundaries are not you being a bitch. Boundaries are you showing yourself love. And by extension, showing other people how you want to be loved. And how you expect to be loved. The more you get in the habit of doing it, the easier it becomes. How? How so? You won't have so much um, trepidation and, and worry, perhaps. Maybe some of you are like, you know, girl, I tell people stop all the time. I tell myself stop all the time. I pick up bad habits and I put them down like stop. That ain't for me. 
uh, go star for y'all. And I, I please inspire me, enlighten me, ten, send, send us all. Just raise your hand in the class and send us some tips, sis, on how you do this and keep it moving. But if you can't, and if you find it something that is very challenging for you, it is okay. It's all right. It's, you're still going through growing pains. It's And it, again, it is not a midlife crisis. It is all about midlife flyness and a great deal of learning of how to be fly and flyer as we get older is stop. Those boundaries, that self-love, those things that if you're in a work environment and it's not for you, you know you need a job before you leave a job, right? If you're working for others, start working on getting the hell out of there. Things that you're around that you don't say stop to, don't draw boundaries around, don't allow for yourself to really navigate in a space where you are coming as your full self, drain the fuck out of you. They will drain you. You will have high blood pressure. You have all kinds of physical manifestations of the lack of boundaries, the lack of boundaries. So here, let me share a couple of tips with you. So this is straight from the Counseling and Recovery Center. And I love these 10 steps for setting boundaries. Know what you want. Number two, give yourself permission to ask for it. Didn't we start this journey on giving yourself, write your own damn permission slip, sis. That's not them saying that. That's me. Write your own damn permission slip on saying stop and helping to draw boundaries, right? Three, be specific with your request. Can't nobody read your mind. And it seems like sometimes common sense should be common. And surely they must know they're around me all the time. They must know this. Not necessarily, says. So be specific. Be specific. Be specific. <laughs> Ask without apology. Gotta let that one sit for a minute. Ask without apology. It's super important. I'm sorry, but... I'm going to have to ask you, so I'm sorry, but, so if I'm sorry and then but comes into it, you negate what you just said. You're not sorry. So just ask without an apology, stop doing this. This, this doesn't work for me. No, that doesn't work for me. Stop. Watch your expectations. Now, because you say something to that, you might be expecting someone to come back at you with a whole bunch of rah-rah or what the fuck ever. They might, they might not. Don't try to put it into the future what's going to happen after you say whatever is your truth. Say it and let it rock. You can handle whatever comes after that. Trust me. Accept the answer if it's no. If someone tells you, no, I'm not going to stop. This is what I like to do. This is how I like to play my music loud when I'm sitting in my cubicle. This is what I'm going to do. Except the answer is no. And you know what you do? Find a different solution because it's still stop. It's just, you know, they said no. So that's fine. Let me find a way to work around this because this won't work for me. Okay. Don't take it personally. That's always important. To not be attached so much to the outcome, just that you continue to 
to advocate for yourself, for your boundaries. I promise you it works. I'm working on it too, as I said. Take responsibility is number eight. Take responsibility for your own wants and needs. Again, that comes back to the stop and the no. And if someone says something that doesn't necessarily work for you, You need to advocate for you. You are the absolute foremost authority on yourself. So number nine, find a way to fulfill it yourself. Along the way, we've had this one through nine. That's what we said each and every time there. If that solution doesn't, if that doesn't work and there's no right direct outcomes for solution, You still need to find a way to get to a solution that works for you because it's still not going to work until you find a way for it to work. And number 10 is let go of the results. So once you work at it and it may not work in that specific situation, let go of the results for a little while, come back to it and figure out something that can work, you know? So for me, this the story, story time, the story for this week is that, you know, I have had situations where there have been things that recently with COVID that people have asked me to do, and I've stood firm in my no and, and in my stop and in my boundaries, because those were things that I personally was not comfortable with doing. And everybody and they mama, they cat, me, you, your mama too, rolling up on Cadillac doors, whatever, outcast. Um, <laughs> we all could, everyone could be doing the same stuff. If it's a stop, if it's a firm, no, if it's a boundary that you don't want to cross, don't cross it. I've caught a lot of heat for it, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of it has to do with me not wanting to do, to go outside and participate in, you know, what I deem as um, risky behavior for a highly communicable, not sexually transmitted disease, airborne disease of which you cannot see. So I've been very adamant about trying to be as cautious as I can. Can you be as as cautious as you can? But when you say no to other people, they're looking at you like you have four heads. Well, we know not to invite you because you're going to say no, or you're going to say, y'all shouldn't be doing that. Yep. And I'm going to say my piece about it. And then I'm going on and do my thing. And you going on and do your thing. And it's no animosity for me when I tell people stop. I think that this is inappropriate. Um, They might feel a way about it. But I've said what I've said and I meant what I meant. I'm Nene leaks to this shit. I said what I said. I said what I said. So stop in the name of love. Stop for yourself. Draw boundaries, sis. Draw boundaries. Boundaries for 2021. Boundaries and rest. I mean, that's a whole mood, right? Stop. Boundaries. Rest. Stop. Boundaries. Rest. Stop. Boundaries. Rest. (laughs) Rest. So that is that. That's the popping topic for this week. We're going to pop on in to this take home bag what's in there i don't know hold on let me go and get something wait girl hold up i can't let you leave without something to take home let me get you some aluminum foil as a good auntie should as a good auntie should honey you cannot come to my house 
okay, my podcast house. (laughs) Without me sending you home with a little take home bag last week, we, we just took home some love, right? We just took home some love. That is all. And as we enter into this season of what's supposed to be about love, but we can talk about that being a holiday that was made up by other people at some other time. (laughs) We can still talk about the fact that I want you to take this. I want you to take this home with you. Okay. You're listening. You're listening in real close. I want you to take home with you this little bitty lesson that I learned and I want to share it with you. You ready? Can't nobody do you be you do the things you do like you. No one can. No one can. And no one ever will, honey. All of the experiences that come together to make you uniquely you. All the things that make you so fucking fly. So amazing. So fantastic. All of that G-A-W gorgeousness that's grown as woman. Gorgeousness. Gorgeousness. All of the things that make you you at this very moment. Whatever age you are, are unduplicatable. You are unfuckwittable. They cannot mess with you because you are also formidable. Worthy of a fight if they want it. But you will walk in with your crown firmly affixed. It has been bought and paid for time and time again by Elders, now ancestors like Cecily Tyson or your auntie or your grandma or your your play grandma, your play auntie, the ladies at church, the ones on the usher board, your sorority sisters, the lady on the block, the lily dilly lady, the lady who helped the kids get off the bus, stood outside and made sure everybody made it home. She found a space for herself, all of her gifts, and you can and will as well. Just because society doesn't see your value, I see you. You see yourself. And that is the main motherfucking thing. See yourself, sis, as you are. Amazing, not later, but now, not tomorrow or someday, but today. Take that home with you. Replay this as much as you need to. And if ain't nobody told you today, I want you to look in the mirror and tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself to let yourself know that you are amazing. Yeah, I said it. You say it too. Ha! Take that home with you, baby. Take that home. Well, y'all know how it goes. The clock on the wall says that is all. I've got something special I want to ask you. Do you have a birthday or something very significant coming up? Send me an email. Let me know. I want to shout you out right here on the show. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.